Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross Chapman. And I'm Dana Publicover. And we are Go-Getters. This is a podcast all about ambitions and the shit that gets in the way. So what shit is getting in the way for you this week, Dana? I, I'm having a great week so far. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it's only Monday, but actually going really well so far. I really felt like I hit my stride this morning. I had I had a nice quiet coffee to myself got the kids off to school with no problem I mean Jim did the school run I'm not trying to claim that I did but you know just an easy morning got right into work hit the zone so feeling good about that that's not really in the way that's just what's going on in my life also we are bike people now so we've been riding around both of you Uh uh-huh uh-huh family bikes wow it's awesome. It's so fun. It's so fun to get on your bike, ride to the park. We did a um we did a grocery store run and it felt like being in the US because we could get more than like two bags of groceries. Mm-hmm. And we just loaded up our kid trailer full of beer. We got like 50 beers in there. Mm. Like like the kids were like holding them <laughs> to like shove them in between. <laughs> got a beer. Yeah, a beal. My beal. <laughs> so yeah, what's uh, what's going on with you? It's amazing. That, that's just sinking in that you're like bike life people now. I mean, I can only ride three kilometers at a time so far. I'm in probably the worst shape of my life. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, true. Yeah. Have you on the Tour de France in no time? Absolutely. Which kicks off this weekend. Oh. Yeah. Do you, sorry, I've never watched it. Hmm. Do you just watch like one part while the bikes go by or do they have cameras that follow the bikes or? Yeah. Yeah. They have like motorbikes that follow the bikes. They've got helicopters. They got everything. Okay. Uh, so it's like a, like a NASCAR thing. Like you can see all of it happening the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty full on. It is like five hours long or something. And it's over like three weeks or something like that. So I'm really embarrassed by the fact that i used nascar as a point of reference just now i really feel the need to (laughs) apologize for that (laughs) are you you into sports at all no not even slightly no no not even a little bit did you play anything at college or high school um i did archery in college as my my physical education requirement um i was okay i was really into figure skating from 1992 to 1998 right knew all the people went to champions on ice got all their autographs huge into yeah so the nancy kerrigan tanya harding thing that's that was my prime olympic obsession wow didn't know yeah. that yeah yeah all the way through you know um tara lipinski i was into the olympics for like five years mm. so anyway you were saying tour de france is this weekend and it's yep. Five hours per day for two weeks. Yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah. What else? What else is going on in your life? Anything? So Sunday brought around Father's Day in the UK mm. and a few other places. I think Australia and the US. You celebrated it again? Partially. I kind of, I kind of half-assed both of them. To be honest, I, I feel kind of bad about it. Two halves make a whole, though. Like you kind of. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, that should count. Yeah. So that was fun. Did you get any presents? No. Father's Day here is like a card and do something nice together. Presents are more for birthdays in in our household. We went to the local brewery, which I've only seen photos of on Instagram and never been in. And it's really, really nice. Then Sunday made a slap up meal of salmon and potatoes. It was really, really good. Yeah, really happy. And I bought the FT and just read that. Financial times, darling. That sounds very boring and grown up. <laughs> it did feel very grown up. Did you? Yeah. Did you, did you drink your with a saucer? Did you have a saucer? Not, not with, not with a can of beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you English do. No. Yeah, it's not with saucers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my weekend. Okay. I don't think I've read a print newspaper in more than 10 years i i was a new york times subscriber for a really long time right okay yeah they gave um i was very briefly a journalism major in college and they gave all of the people in the journalism department was like 
$20 a year and you were kind of grandfathered into that rate as long as you kept it. So I subscribed for a really long time and I would do the crosswords, loved it. And then, you know, they would just kind of stack up and I used them to wrap valuables when I moved and that's about it. So I'm going to say it's been probably 15 years since I've read a paper newspaper. Mm. I used to read them when we used to go to my mother-in-law's for like Sunday lunch. She'd always get the paper and I'd look through that and the magazines and I felt very cultured and (laughs) it was fine until one time, (laughs) which I reminded Steph about the other day. She was like, whoa, that's funny you kind of remember that um, or keep remembering it, is that I read the paper before she had read it. So my mother-in-law buys it. And then, of course, because you've bought it, you want to read it. But I kind of got in there first. And I didn't realize that you're supposed to kind of ask if it's okay. And I just bypassed that because I thought we were okay. So This is some Downton Abbey level manners to it that I don't understand. <laughs> is it because like, you know, her butler ironed the pages in the morning and you were you were wrinkling them? I, I think it's probably getting something and then you're not being the first one to use it. Okay. Like for you, if you bought, say you bought a bottle of rosé and you brought it home and then just your guests started opening it without you kind of indicating that that's what you're doing. It's probably that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Interesting. What are we going to talk about in Tool Talk this week, Dana? Tool Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I want to talk about Otter, the AI-powered transcription service. Oh, yeah. Just rolls off the That is Otter, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... So I was looking for a transcription service because I have used Fiverr in the past and also another one that was a person and English was not their first language. And I felt like my voice specifically was a challenge for them. I'm, I mean, I'm a fast talker. I don't know if you've noticed that listeners, but talk a little fast. So I tried this one based on Ross's recommendation. I had two Zoom calls that were user research and because of the the length of the call and the depth of information. I didn't want to take notes while I was listening. So transcription was the way to go for this. And I was super nervous about how it was going to go. Um, I've never used an AI powered tool before, but I gotta say I am impressed. Yeah. Was it good? Oh yeah. It was great. It worked. Yeah. So I tried both ways. I tried uploading a video recording from Zoom's natural output. And I did one that was a live recording where you you kind of plug in Otter into Zoom and it transcribes. It doesn't transcribe live and show you subtitles, but it's it's going to spit it out afterwards. So both were a seamless experience. They were really good. I'm still on the free account. I was still well within my meeting minutes. I was still um, able to get everything I needed with those two meetings didn't have to pay for it. And it notified me when it was done. I could click away from the screen. It was very intuitive where to add and import the video. It was very intuitive how to um, get my files and the sharing. Okay, this is cool. When you share it into Notion, it has a really special stylized block that seems to be designed specifically for embedding in Notion. Oh, I haven't tried that. It was such a sexy feature. I thought, I I almost called you about it. I was so excited. (laughs) Like, Ross, you have no idea. I'm going to try that out. I'm super impressed. It was exactly the solution I needed, and I needed to talk about it because I was excited. That's awesome. Yeah, I I used it a while ago. It, It is actually one tool that I would pay for if I was using it quite a bit. Yeah, I would pay. And I'm trying to remember who recommended it to me. Oh, Matt. Yeah, Matt Kendall said, this is what I use. I, I, I subscribe to it. Can't fault it. So, yeah, awesome tool. Means that you don't have to... I, I don't know if you did this, Dana, but years ago, 16, 17 years ago, one of my first jobs was watching videos and writing what had happened. Yes, um, the... The after the fact note taking, taking the minutes of a recorded meeting where you're not involved. Yeah, I also used to transcribe. I had, gosh, more than one job in New York City when I was poor and I had to have like five jobs, one of which was transcribing. I think another one was when I was an intern 
at an ad agency when I was in college. I had to watch for three weeks straight in this tiny dark room, Betamax video cassettes of old commercials. And I had to take notes of what was in them because I was creating the database and I had to write like, okay, at second, at like one minute and 40 seconds, this bank commercial comes on and it's a, this commercial with this tagline. And I had to write like all the information and it was just, oh God, my eyeballs fell out because you're watching commercials from like 10, 15 years ago for hours, for eight hours a day. And you had to write keywords about it. Yeah. I think they were trying to create a stock library as well so they could splice together um, like mock-up commercials because I had to like, um, there are two children in this one. They are both white. There is a middle-aged couple. They are buying a home. Is a mock-up like a prototype? It's possible because I believe they used the visuals for pitches. Okay. Creative pitches. So they, they would use it like a, a lookbook or a kind of thing to bridge the imagination gap before getting the gig and actually doing the real photography. and I believe so. Yeah, because they would, they would say, okay, this is a child on a bed and they would show it. So almost like video huh. storyboarding, if mm. you think about it. I think that's what they did. Huh, that's cool. That was one use out of it anyway. Yeah. Oh, the jobs we've had. Ah, and how AI is taking over. Yeah, I think Otter did a great job. It identified me as the speaker. And then once I named the other two speakers, it automatically told me in the script who was speaking. Yeah. And when you are in the interface and you look at a phrase that it's translated, you're like, I'm not sure that's right. As you hover over it with your mouse, the audio shows you, like the audio kicks in mm -hmm. at that spot. There's no scrubbing. There's no um, scrolling through audio. Hmm. And you can edit it really easily. So that was just just a great tool, great experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a good Zoom integration on it. Also, did you know otters, and specifically sea otters, have the thickest fur of any animal? I did not know that. Mm, very thick. They're the ones that hold hands, right? Yeah, the and 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 like they clap on their back or something. Oh, they eat the the shells. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where do they live? Because uh, they're the different sea? from seals, right? They're different. Yeah, different to seals. Different to seals. Do they have them in uh, like UK, Ireland? Yeah, I I would say I'm not the foremost sea <laughs> otter expert. Not a naturalist. A naturalist. I bet your kids know. They they probably don't. Kids know shit like that. <laughs> they do. I didn't know you had puffins in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, I can believe that. Here's why I know that. Um, because there's a show called Puffin Rock hmm. on Netflix, and it's about puffins who live on a rock. It has my celebrity crush in it. Who is? The guy. Oh, the guy from, I, I forget his name. I'm so bad with names. Um, <laughs> he was from the IT crowd. Chris Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd? He's my celebrity crush. Oh, Dana. Shut up. I love him. He's so cute. Whatever. Don't Good. judge me. I'm bl I'm actually blushing. Like I know him. I don't know him. Is it a kid's like story time thing? It's just his voice. But I, I walked into the room and I knew it was his voice. I'm very tuned to it. I'm like, what are you watching? What are you guys watching? Can I watch? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Let's talk about our industry, our work. So today was Monday. Monday is a normal day. I like to work in a way that I know what's coming up tomorrow so that I'm not told today that I have to do something today. I, I don't know how other people work and don't really care, but I like to see my calendar and go, that's happening, that's happening. And I normally don't do my homework until a few minutes before, normally, because that's a good fake deadline that I like to work to. And I had, you know, I'm third week into this new role as head of a design and starting to learn that it, it very much is run like a startup that sometimes you just have to jump on opportunities. So I got told today, five minutes before I needed to, that it would be interesting if I ran a brand sprint and I oh. haven't run a sprint in a while. And I quickly got my stuff together and found a template and deleted a few, few things because we didn't have three hours, we had one. And it was really nice to get back into facilitating something. Oh, that's a fun challenge, but hmm. 
Yeah. But I like to have that kind of thing in my calendar because, well, there, there's two, there's pros and cons. Pros are the, if you've got a template, you can pretty much go into any situation. Easy. You, you've got a structure. You've run a few workshops like myself, like yourself, and you know how to start what the middle looks like and probably what the end looks like. You can wing it. You, You're comfortable. Yeah, you you can you can do mm-hmm. it without preparation. Uh, but the cons are, I know that some other designers, again, I'm not them, I don't care, they, they like to know everything about the team and what we're trying to accomplish and all that kind of thing. And I often find that gets in the way of actually just getting on. You, you can find that during the, the workshop. So, yeah, I ran this workshop. Where I am at the moment, they're pretty much a mirror house and the template was a mural, so I snuck that in and that was... It was nice to be in my my happy place. It's weird to to facilitate a Miro, isn't it? It feels um it feels unnatural to me. I feel very out of my element. I yeah, I, I think I get familiar with what I use a lot, mm-hmm. but then I gravitate to things that I like using. So it's yeah, I miss the proxima nova of the sticky notes. I oh, miss yeah. the, the 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 pink highlights of the buttons the celebration at the end yeah the celebration at the end i like the bulk resize Mm -hmm. that's an option that miro does not have yeah and the selection is is tricky in miro when i drag to select multiple post-its yeah works way better in miro yeah i also find i lose people for some reason in miro it feels like there's just a huge expanse of canvas Mm -hmm. whereas on mural it feels like well we're just going to start in the top left I don't know why that is. Do you think that the integration, the seamless integration, and I know we've gone way back into tool talk, but that's fine. We're tool people. Um, Do you feel like the seamless integration into butter from Miro is influencing your choice in tools? It it will do. (laughs) Unfortunately. Agreed. The, the, the benefit of using butter on any workshop far outweighs I, I think it makes the decision for you, unfortunately. You don't have to leave the tool. It's brilliant. I've, I'm yeah. switching everything into Butter and just absolutely loving it. I'm getting really good feedback. Have you used it more and more recently? Though? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm? Now that I have my vanity URL, man, I just want to keep, yeah. keep that rolling. Check out that episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Flashback. Where we give that that top tip. <laughs> Yeah, so good for you that you had that, um, that you were able to pull that together on short notice. However, the Ross of yesteryear, pre-pandemic Ross, we'll say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would have said, yes, it would be nice to run a brand sprint in five minutes, but we're not going to do that. I I see that you're being a little more flexible. Well, when you have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, it, it was, it was. It felt more like a dare, like, can you run this in one, one hour? You don't have to, but it'd be interesting if you did. And I'm not really a brand expert. I, I think that's why it's useful to rely upon a template mm. to use personality sliders or create. Did you use Yeah. Did you use the Jake Knapp brand sprint? The, the three hour? Did you use that model? I think I've, I'm not sure. The one that I've used has Simon Sinek's The Golden Circle in it and a few other things. It does. Yeah, it's the same one. It is that. Okay, cool. I don't know why you didn't ask me, but I literally have one. <laughs> yeah, it's better. So, Well, if I knew <laughs> and I had even longer than five minutes. <laughs> if you had five minutes, you had two minutes to text me. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, good for you. Yeah. It's fun to be challenged. For me, like if the instant something becomes a competition, that's how you get my buy-in. That's how you get me to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, my my dad figured this out when I was struggling in math when I was in high school. And we were doing proofs in geometry. Couldn't get them, couldn't get them. And he, I guess he, I don't know, figured me out and decided we would compete. So we would race to do the proofs and we would do the same proofs at the same time. And that all of a sudden it's like proofs made complete sense to me. And it was, yeah. So 
I don't know. I think that's interesting. So I think you you like a challenge too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to let anyone down, especially in my probation period. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm bringing this week. How about you, Dana? Fun. What What do you want to talk about? My topic is a little pedestrian. I wanted a, a reminder and also to give permission to anyone who's out there listening, our listener, that breaks are important and that when you're when you're kind of overworked, you're you're not like things just aren't working. You're feeling like you're scrambling. You're feeling like you're all over the place. You're a little run down. You're a little overwhelmed, and you're just kind of like frantically task jumping. Realizing that it's okay to step back for as long as you feel is appropriate, and that nothing is going to burn down when you do that. You know, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't on any client deadlines, so I speak from a, a position of privilege in that I didn't have anything that was literally going to cost my job if I didn't do it. But I did have some things that I was kind of putting some pressure on myself to get done. And it's been a very long time since I've been this booked with, um, you know, I'm, I'm juggling more clients than than my normal load. Usually I, I hover at like one to two and then I end a project and take on another one. And now I have quite a bit more than that. So just feeling like I was not like I was spinning all the plates, but all the plates were wobbling. Like more than yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. more than the safe zone. Exactly. So nothing was falling, nothing was shattering, but I, I felt like I was getting to that point. And I know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, once you've experienced total burnout, you start to witness the signs. Um, you know, I think even I was having a conversation with you and you were asking me if I was okay and I, I couldn't answer that question. So <laughs> clearly there was something that was kind of brewing. And I, I just took a step back and I, I turned off. I stopped thinking about the, you know, you're always kind of working in the back of your head. Um, for me, you know, with writing, I'm, I'm always kind of running a tagline around trying to like just kicking it around in the brain, trying to get there. And I just took a step back and I, I paused. I didn't open my computer. I read, I played with the kids. I got outside I got on my bike and just four I took a four-day weekend which felt really selfish um but I also you know I didn't do any housework either I just kind of I was a lump I was a lazy lump mm-hmm. and uh it, it was recharging it was totally recharging and I never do that I, d- I don't give myself permission to do that a lot so it was it was helpful and it really did work and when I realized it worked, because today I had probably the best work day I've had in, in weeks, I was like, ah, damn it, you got me. Like, I was mad it worked, you know, because <laughs> I don't want I don't want that to be true, but it is. A four day weekend's going to make more of an appearance now. Like the the person that that allows you to do that is is you in in a, in a way. Like you're the yeah. gatekeeper to having those breaks and and giving yourself that that time away. But it's, I guess it's hard to self-impose weeks of holiday per year, not well, not being in some kind of employee contract and things. So. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I can take on fewer clients and work fewer hours, but I'm, you know, the three-day work week is just the most effective, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's great. It's just the right amount of, of work and weekend. I don't know if I could do that long term. I think I would get bored, but it definitely is necessary. Was necessary last week. May also be necessary this week, especially with my move coming up. You know, there's a yeah. lot going on. But that that isn't that the great thing if if you've got like you say one, two, or three clients, and one or two of them finish, then actually your your whole whole routine can shift a bit. Yeah. According to whatever their needs are, which I guess breaks the monotony of what could be a very rigid life in, in, in what you're doing. I think that's why I like client work. Yeah. It's always changing, you know, week to week even. Have you recognized anything in yourself more recently that now's the time to have a, a longer weekend or to stop now down tools and spend some time outside in the sun because that appears to be there? Like, have you recognized anything in yourself or or put some kind of, boundaries around things I think there are there are definitely physical symptoms and there's so I'm I have a really hyperactive mind um 
And I was, I was ADHD when I was in high school. I'm sure that's still probably true. I'm, I'm not really sure how that works in adults. I haven't looked into it. I just know that I have trouble concentrating on things if I'm not interested in them, but I may also just be an asshole. I'm not really sure. Like, is that a medical thing or is that just me, you know? So I can get spiraling thoughts at bedtime. So it's really hard for me to turn off my brain. And I've I've found a couple ways to work through that and um, things to focus on. Like I'll, I'll picture a literary series and I'll go through like each book in the series in my head and I'll try to like remember the characters' names and remember the plot and then move on. Hmm. Um, and that's like a thing that I can do and then I'll fall asleep doing that. I'm not sure if that's meditation. I'm not, I've never actually tried meditation or, or given it an honest shot. But what I usually do is watch TV and then I, you know, I, I watch it really, really quiet and I've got the, um, the brightness kind of all the way down. I'm just listening to it, but because it's something to focus on that takes me away from my thoughts and I fall asleep. So that, um, that's just not super compatible with my sleeping partner. So my husband is not a TV in the bedroom kind of person. So it's a little, I don't know, you you have to find ways to kind of compromise and, and figure it out. So a I'll go to bed earlier than him, watch the TV, distract my brain enough to be tired enough to fall asleep. I don't know. So I noticed that it's it's harder to it's harder to kind of quiet the spiraling. Okay. If, if yeah. I'm if I'm nearing breakout breakdown. Um and also that because I am a um a classic Brene Brown over what is it, over performer? What do you call it? Over functioner. Okay. So because I'm a classic Brene Brown over-functioner. Mm. So Brene Brown, she says there are over-functioners and under-functioners when in response to stress. Um, over-functioners like me are action-oriented. So they're the people in a crisis who are taking over. They ascend to positions of, of power and authority in, in stressful situations. The under-functioners are the people who kind of shrink back. They get a little shell-shocked, etc. That's a real, that's just a, the worst overview of that please let Brene Brown explain it to you better than I did and please don't hold me accountable for that that was terrible um but that said so I'm I'm a um an overfunctioner, and mm. that means that I turn to action and try to take control of situations when they're stressful and so when I'm nearing a breakdown of sorts or a um burnout I'm creating problems to solve with action. Mm. I'll, I'll say, oh, no, my website is terrible. I need to build a website tonight. I'll say, oh, I haven't, um, I haven't sorted my files in Google Drive, and so this isn't going to work, and so I'll make file management a to-do list, and, and then I'll think of all the things I have to do. It'll, you know, you're, like, creating jobs for yourself, and I think that's just anxiety. Yeah, so, like, ticking off the kind of easier jobs to complete that to just make make you feel like you're not completely overwhelmed I guess I think so. but it's weird because you're adding more to your list but I think you're you're adding more things and you're reducing yeah you're reducing the time to fix the other big thing that's on fire I find that too oh no it's not logical no I'm <laughs> no. like I've got this deadline but I feel like filtering my like photos or <laughs> well that's procrastination like, that's I think yeah. that's different I've recognized that recently. Actually. Yeah. Um, You're a masterful yeah. procrastinator. It is it is a thing of beauty. You you become the devil. It is, you know, <laughs> it is horrific. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, breaks are important and please take one. Breaks are important. Mm. And I think you're talking about the longer, longer breaks. You're not talking about 10 minutes away from the computer. I mean, that's always good. About. Do that, yeah. but that's not gonna help you. No, you need to just shut the computer and leave for the day. Everybody can wait. So that's yeah, that's that's my work topic. Thanks for sharing. Yes, let's let's unpack all of my anxiety and issues <laughs> publicly. So what have you learned? Let's talk about learning. And when we say learning, it's pretty loose. What have you observed, experienced? I often find this category to be the hardest one to think of what to share on because it's not work. And it's not live. It's kind of, it could be anything and it could be nothing. 
So the go-getters don't have a lot of room for anything besides those two categories. And that's <laughs> deliberately why we've included it. Yeah. So you have to. I, I feel like the, the combination of all these episodes uh, is some kind of diagnosis or a, like playbook for go-getting or something. I, I hope so. You're, this, By the way, Dana, you're not somehow making us create a book at the end of this. Like, I feel like th this isn't some kind of culmination of all these episodes and then at the end of it it's like hey this is a book about what we learned as go-getters that's a great idea let's add that to the to-do list right now and start writing it no let's not let's not okay so what did i learn so as you may know dear listeners i have ambitions that i don't really meet episode <laughs> what do you mean by episode <laughs> actually it's a long-running joke that i don't actually achieve any of my ambitions Oh, so I tried to get a little ahead and try and get what I needed to, because it worked for like other things, is that if I set the, the structure and then just fill it with the content, then that works. That That's the same creating a template in, in Mural or creating some kind of report or document or creative thing, whatever. I need to set the structure and then that enables me to fill it with content. So I thought that would work with video because as you well know i've put off making anything off on youtube for the last year and a half maybe two and i thought the way to start right would be with a kick-ass video intro like any of the vloggers or youtubers that you watch so i thought great let's go on fiverr and find a video intro that i could use and you know what? I think I might link it in the show notes because I'm not going to use it. Is it really bad? I think that anyone else would think it's fine, it's usable, move on with it. I am not going to use it because I just, I can't stop laughing at the end of it. And also it's of my own creation. I gave them the photos, the video, and the music from epidemic sounds put on it so it's all my content but I, it's just not on there anyway um so that was the end of that experiment you know what experiments don't always end in success they just sometimes end in complete and utter failure and you move on that's right absolutely you failed fast now you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you didn't spend you know six million dollars in six years on this no it's a wash yeah and that's all i want to talk about that's what you learned dana what did you learn i learned that dutch women don't get depressed explain yeah so there's a book um gosh early 2000s maybe like mid-aughts early it was called french women don't get fat and it was this relatively controversial book about how the french female lifestyle there were there are not a lot of overweight french women and this is how they live okay so this book kind of parodies that book it's called dutch women don't get depressed and a dutch friend of mine told me about it here's here's something that's confusing so i'm i could consider myself relatively worldly but i have a really hard time with the dutch and the netherlands like the netherlands is the country it's not Holland. <laughs> Don't say Holland. They get mad. Hmm. Um, but Dutch people come from the Netherlands. Okay, so that's something that I just needed to remember and I struggled with. Okay. Yes. I'm, okay. I'm really shit at geography. We'll talk about that later. So this book is in Dutch. I couldn't find an English copy of it. So I read it on the web using the translator. So it's not a real, it's not a very good translation. But there were some really interesting things in it. And there, there's an article about it in the New York Times. It's called Dutch Women Don't Get Depressed by the author. And what, what it's talking about was really interesting and kind of relevant to our conversation. I believe it was last episode when we were talking about gender and work equality and uh, how the women were just shocking numbers leaving the workforce. So what's interesting about the Netherlands is women have had equality in in the workforce and in labor since the plague which is really interesting so if you think about when when women in the u.s started to work and obviously we're a much younger country but really like world war ii when um everybody was off fighting 
in Europe, women had to step in and take jobs. And so that kind of paved the way. And I'm, again, I'm really just bastardizing this history overview. Go listen to a smart person about it. But really like opened doors for women to work outside the home. Before that, it wasn't a thing. So women in the Netherlands have been doing that a lot longer. They also are one of the countries where people are the happiest. How are these things related? So 70% of mothers, women with children, work part-time jobs with no interest in going full-time. It's not that they can't make it work. It's that they don't want to. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is according to this book. So it seems like it was very well researched. She got a review that said it was well researched. So I'm going to assume her research is correct. Um, they also have equal parental leave. They're one of the only countries that does that. So no matter, you know, husband, wife, mother, father, married, unmarried, doesn't matter. Um, you're getting equal parental leave, I believe, even for adoption. Because of that, because they have equal leave, they also have a more equitable division of household labor. Okay. Yeah. I can see how this is rolling out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So if dad, and, and again, I'm using cis heteronormative relationships here with a two couple, a two person couple. So that's the standard that I'm, I'm going on. So I know that there are special cases and edge cases that are not going to fit this mold, but just generally speaking. So if you have, um, male and a female partner and a child. Usually the male has to return to work pretty immediately. And in the US, the woman pretty also immediately um, with just a little bit more of a break. In Europe, um, men tend to get a little bit of time, but it's still not really standardized and it's definitely not equal. Women in Germany, where I am, get about a year and it's paid. I'm not sure the percentage, but I believe it's most, most of your paycheck is paid. Yeah, okay. So if you're home together the same amount of time, it makes sense that your division of household duties is also going to be a more equal split. You know, you're not, there's not one person outside the home working and one person trying to make up for that at home and then one person filling in and it's less of a shift change. I think so much of parenting, I see you nodding, so I know you know what I'm going to say. Um, it's, it seems like your, your ship's passing in the night, you're changing shifts rather than kind of cooperative. And that's just how it shakes out because someone has to work. Someone has to earn money. Mm -hmm. But in the Netherlands, people can afford on two part-time incomes. Oh yeah, I didn't cover that part. So what's also interesting in the Netherlands is that men as well as women who are parents both work part-time jobs. Wow. Yeah, 30 hours, 25 hours, et cetera. They're still salaried, but it's it's they step down from full-time work when they're parents. So the, 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 where they work must be either actively encouraging that or, or having roles that, I don't know if they job share or, or how they do no it. No idea. But no idea, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Super interesting, right? So, yeah. So then, but you can survive and, and live comfortably and meet all your needs, mm. et cetera, and have this wonderful, fulfilling life with two part-time incomes. Yeah. So it's that too. So there's all these things in place that kind of make that happen. But they were one of the first countries to normalize access to birth control. And they, unlike where I come from, North Carolina in the U.S., they don't have abstinence-only education. Uh, they teach sexual health and wellness to young people. They teach them their options. They have access to abortion as healthcare, uh, but it's not used very much. So the Netherlands has one of the highest ages of first sexual encounter of almost anywhere else in the world. It's like 16 or 17. The U.S. is like 12. Yeah. Yeah. I think the U.K. is probably about 12 or 13, right? It's probably around there. It's probably around there, yeah. Um, yeah. So people... They do it older. They wait longer to have kids. Age at first birth is much older. So that's something they, I think they live more fulfilling lives. I think they just, they have more choices and they have more autonomy. They have more control. They have more options and they can prioritize things like work-life balance because they've, they've, they know what they want. They're older. They know what they want. But it's amazing how with all of those little things working together, you have the happiest people in the world. 
and you have equitable household labor. That's really cool. I, I haven't really heard about that. I didn't know either. Why did I pick here instead of the Netherlands? I should have gone there. <laughs> and I should go back in time and have my babies there. You know, when we went to the Netherlands and Amsterdam for a, a holiday, and it was only one of few places that we left there going, we have to move here. And none of that was around what you just shared. It was more around how they uh, educate children and how uh, at school, because our kids were hitting that age, at school they treat children as children and there's there's a lot more play through learning. It's not this kind of, we're going to feed you all this information, you're going to regurgitate it in the form of exams. And I... I obviously didn't do enough research to look at what happens after that or what happens as an adult uh, in 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 the country and in specifically in Amsterdam because that's what we liked. And I'd really like to learn more about the the professionalism of part-time jobs mm-hmm. because there's a little bit going around in the UK or in the UK LinkedIn newsfeed that part-time jobs may be reducing or or maybe kind of going extinct interesting uh, which i find a little worrying actually i find a lot worrying because like you say choices are important Mm -hmm. and i i I would like the option if i ever wanted it to go part-time i know steph would you know acknowledge that too and a number of my friends and family and i'm not sure we would need part-time jobs if we could really nail asynchronous collaboration as well as flexible workplaces because if you think about the work that you and I are able to do for clients we don't work 40 hours a week but we're working a full-time job yeah I can do my full-time job in like half a week especially if you cut out think about if you cut out all of the stupid meetings and all of just the general I don't know what effluvia of of the workplace if you got rid of that, you could do your full-time job in part-time. So you should still get paid for full-time. You probably have a better hand on that being the, you know, the controller of your own destiny. True. But you, I mean, you've done it. You know how it works. Yeah. Yeah, you just have less meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You have fewer, fewer meetings. That's my biggest grammatical problem ever, saying less and fewer. Say less. I'm saying it in fewer. the right order. Is that from Hamilton? Uh, that's from Steph. <laughs> um, Fewer meetings. Thank you, darling. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the time at work doesn't dictate the output. Right. No, you it doesn't. You can do everything you need to in a few hours. Yeah. But the way it works in the US is if you have time, you can do more work. So you never, whatever. I don't even want to talk about it. It's depressing. <laughs> cool. So that is, so it's called Dutch Women Don't Get Depressed. Yeah, and you have to read it in Dutch. (laughs) Okay. Here's a book you can't read. Um, Yeah, but you can also, there's an article that kind of just highlights everything that was in the New York Times maybe 10 years ago. It's not a new book. Nice. We'll uh, Um, link whatever we can in the show notes. Yeah, so let's, let's get back to these ambitions. So... Your ambition last week. Tell us about it. Well, last week we didn't actually record. <laughs> okay. But last episode. Last episode. Last episode, I said that I would actually do a YouTube video. Did you do it? I recorded something. Okay. It. This nearly sounds like a no, but, but stay with me. I recorded something uh, and it was... The final piece was this video intro. And so I got so close, but yeah, so far. Can you add a video intro later on YouTube? Can you just like put it up now? I think you can replace the video. Yeah, I think you can. Okay, So that's not an excuse. No. What I want to do, so next week I'm flying to Manchester to meet up with my new colleagues. I really want to record that. Business trip. Business trip. Wow. Is this your first flight since yeah. since COVID? Yeah, oh. totally. Totally. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I've, well, you're fully vaccinated. I'm fully vaxxed now. Uh, I need a little while before it really kicks into action. I'll take mm. a test before I get on the flight, and that's what I'm going to do. 
So yeah, I would like to document that. And it's not for self-promotion. It's really just to document it. My son wants to do what I do when he grows up. I want to show my friends and family what I actually do because no one understands what I do. It is nothing. Can you take him with you? (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) It was that... Who is it? Robert Grove brought his son to the Google Sprint conference. The kid, he did. that kid did not seem bored. I don't know. He seemed really impressed. Yeah, he was great. We we had dinner together, and uh, yeah, he he was he was really cool. Yeah, I like that. I like you, kid. I like how you include your family in things. I really want to do that over time. Unless they're bored, in which case they can just stay home, and I'll have a good time without them. Yeah. So. My ambition is to document that trip because it's not often nowadays that I do anything like that. So it'd be really nice to capture that. Yeah, for sure. I got a camera and I got everything that I need. I might get a mini tripod type thing. So yeah, I'd really like to document that. I'm going to adjust my ambition to document it, not edit it, not put it live. Okay, let's be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. If it lives on a hard drive after the event, I, I that's enough for me. I, I can edit it whenever. So that's me. That's great. Yeah. How about you, Dana? Uh, Let's see. My previous ambition was to order all my furniture and talk to my kids about moving. I ordered all the furniture. Most of it has been delivered. I've been running back and forth between here and the new apartment, which is an hour train ride away, unfortunately. So it's fairly inconvenient, but I did get to, and this this is part of why my break was so lovely. I got to stay overnight. In the new apartment, I know by myself, and it was like, yeah, it, it was the best night of my life. No, <laughs> I know it wasn't. It was just really, really nice to just be alone and not worry about anybody, and wake up and not worry about anybody. And because um, you know, when you have kids and and they're young, you have to kind of move them through every part of the day, and it it takes a tremendous amount of effort. And, you know, you can just wake up and think about yourself, which is really nice. Were you on a sleeping bag on the floor? No, my sofa was delivered. So I got to try out the new sofa. Sofa time. Okay. Which folds out to a queen size bed. Oh, it's a sofa bed. It is. Yeah. Because we expect visitors. Was was it a good one? Because I've had sofa beds in the past. I'm like, oh, I should have spent more money on this thing. It was good. It was good. It was not the splurge couch. It was um. It was mid range, but it was. I don't want to know what that is. No. Yeah. Right. Someone's gonna spill something on it on day two anyway. Yeah, I'm tempted to go Google what splurge couch means. Don't look. No, don't Google that. I I wouldn't. Uh, it knows me. It comes up with couch to five k. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, cool. um, so. Uh, Yeah, so those things happen, but I did not talk to the kids about moving because right now we're really focused on their birthday because they're turning four on Saturday and we're throwing them a birthday party. They have friends or I have... They have friends. Well, I have friends who have kids their age, so they have (laughs) friends (laughs) because they're four. They're moving school as well. They are, yeah. Yeah. So we haven't really... We just want to give them like their birthday party to look forward to. Because even just having a thing on the horizon, they can't really handle it. They're like, is today my birthday? Is today my birthday? Is today my birthday? And you say, no, it's a school day. And then they cry. So we're uh, we're going to ease into that. So after their birthday, we'll tell them about their new place. You know, so my ambition is to get through the kid's birthday. I need to get a couple decorations and things like that. And some beer for the parents in the park. Oh, in the park. Nice. It's going to be nice. Um, yeah. And then just work wise, you know, maintain this momentum, feeling really good coming off the heels of my break and, um, feeling really clear on what I need to do to deliver the work I've sold. And, um, if that becomes a struggle or, or if I happen to sell more, I do have two people now kind of on, on hold for scaling this operation a little bit. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's uh, exciting. Yeah, building my empire. Yeah, on 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 the quiet, not yeah. telling your podcast host friend. My yeah, my two podcast listeners are gonna know, and one <laughs> of them is gonna work for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> hi. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So that's that's it. Cool. Yeah. So we're we're go getters. I mean that that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
what else do you need? We have a lot going on. I do. I do need reminding. Yeah, last last week for me, it did feel like things were go getting. <laughs> it's just, yeah. As you all know, a few things kicked off last week, and I pretty much got over it. Uh, but yeah, keep on moving. Move forward. Take breaks. I like that. That's don't nice. splurge your money on Fiverr. Splurge it on a sofa. I mean, hopefully, unless someone's going to spill something, in which case it's just not worth it. Splurge on nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't splurge too much on Amazon Prime Day, which is today, which if you're listening to this, won't matter. At all. Did you buy something? I will. I will buy a Apple track pad because I like using Mural with that. Uh, the Logitech thing that everyone recommends on YouTube, that didn't work. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't buy anything. Probably won't. No. I've, you know what it is? I'm tired of shopping. I've bought too much. <laughs> I've, I've now bought an entire house full of furniture and appliances and some new clothing pieces in the last three weeks. And I'm just shopped out. And I didn't know that could happen. I can't believe you bought everything. Like, you, you didn't, there isn't something not in that list that you're like, ah, oh, we'll deal with that in the winter or we can live without a, sink for a while or there, there was nothing that you you kind of went no haven't found the perfect one or just everything was bought no I've been planning for nine months on what to buy okay. and you know I've, I've been in this Airbnb nine months so hmm. no I absolutely knew exactly what we were going to buy anything out of stock when it came to hitting that button mm-hmm. yeah okay. a couple of Ikea things weren't able mm-hmm. to get um the desk chair I wanted was discontinued, but I found oh, it. Oh, the office. Better. Yeah. We need yeah. to do like a office reveal when you oh, yeah. uh, when you are ready for it. For sure. In an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> and we did um, you know, this this may answer your question better. We did decide on a couple of things to get like a starter version like a temporary version so we can okay. spend time in the space and figure out like a dining table. We didn't buy a fancy dining table. Temporary dining table. Yeah. Yeah. So we got one that will be our patio table when we get a real dining table. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did the, I don't think we say patio in Europe. I keep saying patio and people look at me weird. It's a terrace. Nice. Well, look forward to that. Yeah. Big things coming. Big things coming. So, everyone, thank you for listening. If you want to give us some feedback, you know, you want to, you could write a review. That would be awesome. Um, on what though? Are we? Are we still? Are we on Apple Podcasts? We're trying. No. I'm trying no. so okay. hard to get us on Apple Podcasts. If anyone knows how to <laughs> think of something nice to say about us, but, but hold on to it because yeah. we're not ready for it right now. I guess not. That's no. so disappointing. Tell a friend. Tell it to a friend. Tell it to a friend. <laughs> and yeah, we're on Spotify, as you probably know. Other things. Instagram at GoGettersPod. Mm-hmm. Choice cuts are on Instagram.com forward slash Pod. This has been great. Thanks for being here. See you next time. Bye.